Hi, I am sitting here with my husband, Jason, and this channel is all about change. And he has made so many incredible changes in his life. So I asked him if I could interview him to share the incredible journey you've had, because I'm impressed with it. And you didn't know a lot of these tools growing up like I did. You just seem to embody them. So the stories you tell me, I thought would be great to tell other people. Because before he met me, he was married, is it okay if I start sharing this? Yeah. To uh, an alcoholic for about 10 years. And what you've shared to me is you were not happy. It wasn't what he wanted. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to ask you, what was your turning point? What, what would you want to share that you think could help other people out there that might be in the same situation? Well, I was, uh, I was in a car accident and um, pretty bad one. I got injured pretty badly. And I remember during the accident, there was a multiple rollover accident. And I remember not really being scared, but thinking this is going to hurt. Um, and being really, really upset that I was not happy with my life and that if I died today, it's funny to say, but I'd be pissed. <laughs> I'd be just completely angry at myself. I'd be dead already. So what would be the point of being angry? But I was so upset with myself of where I allowed myself to wind up and, and how I was living and who I was that when we finally stopped, the, the car finally stopped and I knew I was going to live. Well, it hit a tree uh, yeah. with a very big hill that yeah. if it would have rolled, it would have, so yeah. you lucked out. Yeah, one singular tree by itself kept, kept the vehicle from rolling off of a cliff. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't my time, but that mid-accident realization of how upset I am with who I was and where I was, I was like, that's it. I have, I have to make changes. I need to get out of this relationship. I need to live a better life. Well, that's super profound. You're having a near-death experience, and you're realizing you would be pissed at yourself if you died having mm -hmm. a miserable life like you wasted a life. Yeah. So what would you tell people out there that they're in a miserable situation right now? Don't wait for a bad car accident. Don't wait for a near-death experience <laughs> for that uh, change to finally click in your mind. Um, I think a lot for a lot of people, that is what needs to happen for them. Most people, I think, actually. But That needed to happen you, for if you. If you can hear these things, if I had heard something like this, this story beforehand, think it would have really helped me and maybe I wouldn't have had to go through that or had more tools yeah. you didn't have you didn't have any tools yeah yeah which is amazing to me because a lot of people don't get out and well that that was about two years before you got out mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. it's good to let people know it can take time so don't beat yourself up yeah so then tell us also what happened in those last few years from what you've shared with me which I think is very impressive is you gave it your all to help this person be the best person they could be, and she still chose not to. Mm -hmm. So then what was your second tipping point? What got you out of the marriage? How did you end up leaving after almost 10 years, a near-death experience? What you shared with me, and I'm sure, like we've talked about, you said you were fine sharing with the world, is you weren't happy. You were not getting your needs met. This right. person was very selfish and narcissistic and alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And you were fulfilling a pattern that you learned growing up, which is you don't leave because your dad had left. Right. So what clicked in you to realize you don't have to stay just because your dad left you? Tell us about that, that yeah. moment. Yeah. So I realized that I'd created this. It was before taking care of myself. I felt that 
I couldn't leave no matter what. Like if I left, I was doing something horrible. Like my dad leaving my mom and I, when I was a little boy, that had a huge effect on me. And I swore from that day that I just would never go through a divorce and never cause a kind of heartache. Um, even though you didn't have kids, which is interesting. Yeah, Didn't have kids. Um, and I, he was extremely unhappy with this person. So you, I'm sorry to interrupt, but to say, it's like it wasn't even about you then. It was about saving your mom because yeah. you were the little boy that was left, but you saw what it did to your mom. So I like to talk a lot about patterns and how we play things out because it seems common sense. If you're not happy with someone, why wouldn't you just leave? So it's really important to let people know you have patterns playing out in your nervous system that make you feel like you have to fulfill that. Right. And your mind plays tricks with you. You know, I, there was for a while where it was like, you just started pointing it at yourself. Like, what did I do to, to deserve? Did I do something bad? Or am I being, am I the bad person in this for wanting to leave? And so you started just, to have more shame and guilt about yourself? Yeah. Like what, what it, could I have done differently or and stuff? All that stuff kind of plays in like, what did I do to deserve this? You know, and nothing. I didn't do anything to deserve it. It's me creating this situation. Yeah. Um, I just really had it in my head. I, no matter what, I wasn't going to get a divorce. Tell us a little bit about what happened right before you left. That pivotal moment of almost a decade stuck in this pattern. What? Tell us a little bit about that. What did you do? What happened? I had a realization that you can't, you can't help someone that doesn't want help or doesn't want to change. And when you realize that it doesn't matter who it is, you don't, if you've tried to help someone and, and they don't want to hear it, the best and only thing you can do is get away from that and not live with that uh, stress anymore. You can't, if someone's not going to listen or, or make changes or even want to change, then why put yourself through that misery? So I finally realized that I've done everything I can and I have to get away. It's, it's like, it's my life. I need to be happy. And if someone else isn't going to be happy in their own life, I'm, if you have to be healthy, happy and healthy with yourself before you can be happy and healthy, healthy with anybody else in your life. And you know, it's interesting as you're describing that, you know, our childhood patterns play out in our relationships. And I think that's so important to understand because that's how you break them. And as you were just talking and I felt that emotion that you've been through, I saw how old it was. It was like, that's what you were even trying to do with your mom. You wanted your mom happier and healthier. Wouldn't you say in a way you married your mom? In a way. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because yeah. the both patterns were, you wanted these people to be happy. Yeah. And, right. and, and were they, are they, were they? No. So that's, so continue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to hit on the mom thing, I think it, I, what I learned from my childhood was that I needed to, you know, our, my dad left and, and her sadness from that, I felt like it was my job to make her happy. So I was reliving that same scenario with this really unhealthy person. And, um, I think that that's, that is the, the source from why I walked into this, this whole road down <laughs> just a, a, a very long, <laughs> unhappy, miserable 10 years of my life. 
And I'm laughing now because you've created such a good life for yourself. And it, it seems like such a huge milestone every time you share it with me. And that's why I wanted you to share it with the world because you, like I said, you didn't have these tools growing up. Like I grew up with a lot of tools that I was able to apply even though I had hard times. When I met you, you were in a very clear place. You had been mm-hmm. single for quite a few months. Well, you felt like you'd been single for even longer because you were very much on your own in that relationship, but you'd broken that pattern. You didn't just go from one relationship to the other, which I loved because I did the same thing. When we met, we were both single and clear and very connected and in, wouldn't you say, in love with ourselves and yeah. life? Yeah. So it was fun when we met. We were in the same vibrational match of just let's go. But I, I think I want you to share a little bit more, if you don't mind, like when you moved out and when you left, because I know there's so many people out there in unhealthy relationships and stuck. So t- tell us just a little bit more how you just got out. How did you, pa- after a decade, how did you pack your things and finally move out? What did, yeah. what did you say to yourself? I mean, you told me for years, he, he had you in were, his head for years this dialogue of... You create things in your head. There's always excuses and reasons why... It's not a good time to leave or uh, just putting, putting it off, constantly putting it off um, to back you backing up. I even within the first year, well, I, I knew from day one before the marriage, everything walking down the aisle, I knew it was the wrong thing to do. But uh, after the first year, I went for a mountain biking trip with some friends and another guy, he got married about the same time, almost the exact same time. So it had been about a year later and on this mountain bike trip, I learned that he and his wife had already split. And my reaction to him was, oh man, it makes me feel so much better knowing that there's someone else who feels the same way that I do that soon. Right. 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 I mean, it's been less than a year and I was, but that was like the seed was starting to be planted for you that you just, so for people to not beat themselves up if it takes a long time. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's 10 or 20 years because people will stay because it's been that long. And yeah. aren't we here to tell people, Right. And it took worry. me a lot longer still. Even though I knew that guy fairly well, friend, acquaintance, uh, it, it took me a lot longer than he did. But hearing that from him helped me. Do you think well, God and the universe were starting to plant seeds? Yeah. And I, I'm kicking it. Well, I'm not kicking myself. I'm, I needed to learn what I needed to learn and how I'd learned it in order to meet you and change my life yeah. myself. So I could say I wish I yeah. listened to him more and, and and did it sooner, but you wouldn't be who you are I now. I wouldn't be who I am now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what I love that you shared with me that I think is so interesting, through the years you would tell me you knew there was better out there for you, but you never cheated. You were never unfaithful. You just had this vision, what you tell me, which looked a lot like me, of the which I'm the opposite of your past. So that, I think that's very interesting because you already had this programming that you wanted more yeah. and yet you were, you didn't even know. And you know now, cause when we met, we immediately started working on ourselves more because I'm all about that. And, and you were all about that. So it's like you understood later, right? That you were healing these patterns yeah. from childhood. Yeah. And being abandoned or thinking of take care of your mom. And so many people are doing this. I watched these people that come to me and I go, I wonder if they know that they're just fulfilling old stuff, that it's not even the current relationship they have to fix. It's themselves. And you, you did that all along. You continued to work on yourself. 
-hmm. You knew you deserved better. There was a five-year plan. You you were like creating things in your head over the years. Like you had awareness. And I think a lot of people in unhealthy relationships have awareness and they know. And I wanted you to inspire people that are stuck Mm -hmm. and miserable that to to not be afraid or to ask you questions. And because you knew all along in this decade of being unhappy, you kept creating sounds like healthy visions for yourself Mm -hmm. where you wanted your life to be. And if it didn't change, you were going to leave. Yeah. Deep down, I always knew I was going to be happy at some point in my life. I just had troubles visualizing and making that happen right then and there. But that belief kept you going. That's important to show people like even if, even if it's not right away, don't give up. But wouldn't you say for people watching, you wouldn't want them to wait 10 years. Absolutely. I kept telling myself or having these, visualizations of where I could see myself in five years, where I'm going to be. It was maybe a little bit longer than that. It took me a little bit longer still. So when that five-year visualization came up and I'm like, man, five years, I've been thinking about this five-year plan. And now, now it's here and I still haven't done anything. So I didn't learn to shorten up my visualization. I still kept with my five years, five years now from now, I'm going to be somewhere else. Five years, I'm going to be somewhere else. Luckily this accident happened like six years down the line seven years down the line I think and that really was where the tipping point was and then I guess my point is with that it was visualize it now don't put a time frame on it yes if I had thought to myself I can't put up with this for another year yeah or another day another day it could have had it could have made those changes so much quicker yeah it doesn't need to be that long. You don't need to put a time frame on it. If you, as long as you know you're not happy and you need to make a change, there is no other time than right now. And I realized that when I did leave. The moment I packed my bags and, and got in the car yes. and left, this huge weight came off my shoulders. And then I immediately thought, why did it take me so fucking long? <laughs> Wow. Like, why did it take me so long to realize that I deserve, don't deserve to be treated this way? Don't need to, to put up with this, these type of things going mm-hmm. on in my life. I deserve to be happy. And that needs to happen right now. And then you met me how, how many months later? Just a few months later. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy when I met you to know that you, it was only two months ago that you made that huge shift. Because for me, I had been single for about three years. And... But it felt like we were in the exact same position, which showed me you were already way out of that relationship. Like you weren't connected. Yeah. You were. I was in the same household. Just completely miserable for years. So it was like a roommate. It was like a roommate. Yeah. I, what, I did everything. I kept busy at work as much as possible. I would go and do things with friends and just to stay away from home. And You got a dog, which yeah. is how we met. So thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. But also don't. Don't just stay away. Don't get a dog for a distraction to make yourself happier, right? Get, what get you the say? Get dog after you af- afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Not go. not beforehand. Do do what you need to do to take yeah. care of yourself first, and then then get the dog because the dog brings good things. Well, I think this has been great for now. I I mean, I do want you to share more, but I think we should do another interview about more about your childhood and the patterns you've overcome, and just how brave you have been. But I think this is this is good for di- today. Is there anything else you want to share? I think. I think this is good a, a cheerleader for people out there that aren't happy that that you don't have to stay don't let money don't let your beliefs yeah i think one last thing would be to say there's you're going to create 
I created excuses in my head of why I should just postpone or, or, or not, you know, home, where, do, where am I going to live? What am I going to do? You, you can't think of those details. You, you will figure it out. And you, there's always, if you care enough about something, you find a way, no matter what it is. If you're going to take care of yourself, you need to leave the situation. That is the best thing and only thing you can do. Screw thinking about all the other details. Just you need to get yourself out of the situation. Do it right then and there and figure out the details as they come up. Well, what I wanted to add is everything flowed once you left. Right. Because I, I witnessed you. I watched your life just unfold. Mm-hmm. I felt it was really cool to see. Yeah. Well, this will be part one. We'll do a part two because there's, there's more. But thank you for sharing and thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of this. And thank you for being so brave to talk about mm. your past because it's not always easy. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do some more next time or leave some comments if you have more questions for Jason about his changes. You'll be happy to answer those, right? Yeah. And don't forget to subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks. <laughs>